Welcome, welcome to yet another episode of the Wing It Worldwide podcast. My name is Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. And where are we going today, Emily? We are heading to Petra in Jordan. Yeah, well, we went to the whole country. We did. Not the whole country, but you know, we started off in Amman, flew there on Saudi Airlines, which in and of itself was really crazy. I mean, there's a prayer room in the plane on Saudi Airlines. Yeah, I mean, just interesting to fly that airline. And uh, they took great care of the kids like we've seen everywhere in the entire Arab world. And that, of course, was continuing when we got into Jordan. One of the things I thought was really neat about Amman, Jordan, is, man, it's a huge city, disarmingly massive. And it's got elevation changes and all kinds of things. But to me, it is the quintessentially Middle Eastern-looking city with all those white buildings and everything. Absolutely. It's amazing. Even in the middle of town, it felt that way. The way the buildings are designed, it felt like they've been there for centuries. Yes, souks everywhere. It's just such a Middle Eastern place. But at the same time, it's probably one of the most peaceful and non-volatile places in the entire Middle East to visit. It's a wonderful, perfect storm of a place to go visit, especially if you really want to get an introduction to Arab culture. And the people, again, like everywhere else we've ever met in the Arab world, really wonderfully friendly, want to show you their country, want you to eat their food and see their sights and learn more about them. They want to learn more about you. I remember one morning I went into a pastry shop and they found out that I was from America. And we were going to get some snacks for our road trip to Petra. And they just kept putting things in the bag. Oh, no, you got to try this. You got to try that. You're from America. You never had one of these. Try. And they probably gave me three or four times as much as what I paid for just because they wanted us to try it. Oh, it was wonderful. Yes. And then, of course, they always offer something to the children. Here, have this, you know. They really wanted to take care of them, make them happy. Or if you want to know where's the closest place to eat, that's great. They will tell you everywhere that there is to eat and where there's entertainment. And they're more than happy to share everything with you. But importantly, we did indeed rent a car and we drove down the King's Highway to Petra, which was incredibly exciting. The trip was so much fun. I mean, the highlands and the desert and the ruggedness, you just feel like, you know, you should wrap a kefir around your head and just jump right into the whole culture and just feel like you're on an Arabic desert expedition, almost like Lawrence of Arabia, who actually is well known for exploring Jordan. Right. Especially in the south. On the map, it doesn't look like it's that far of a distance. I asked, well, no. how far is it from Amman to uh, Petra? Oh, it's about two or three hours. It is. It's two or three hours if it's on the main roadway. But on the King's Highway, plan to have about six hours, maybe even more if you want to spend more time at the different sites there. Oh, yeah. You're going to want to pull over and just take in all these incredible vistas everywhere and you know, you'll see castles, castles along the way, canyons, canyons, wonderful, wonderful trip. The Dead Sea. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, the Dead Sea, you can actually drive down to the Dead Sea from the King's Highway. We did it on the way back. And the Dead Sea, let's talk about that now. The kids got to float in the Dead Sea. You got to keep the salt out of your eyes. <laughs> it's very shiny when the sun shines on it. Yes. We've been to the Dead Sea on the Israeli side now and the Jordanian side. And you can see the shore of the other side from whichever side you're on. And it's prettier. The water is prettier the further south you are. Regardless of which side you're on. Exactly. I would dare say the Jordanians have the whole resort thing built up more on their side than the Israelis did. 
Yes, absolutely. They they have the big, rich, fancy hotels that cater to it. And they also have the locals and uh, that you can go in and it's more affordable. They have the swimming pools, the place you can shower with lockers. And then, of course, you have access to the Dead Sea for a very economical price. Yeah, great adventure for the kids. And, of course, we did the cheaper local thing because <laughs> we were only there a couple hours. We didn't stay the night there. And, no, you don't have to cover up all the way from head to toe. No, you don't. No, it's a little less conservative than, say, uh, Saudi Arabia, but still more conservative Muslim there than, say, Turkey. Right. For sure. Yeah, most definitely. So anyway, we got down to Petra, and where did we stay? We stayed in a Bedouin camp. Now, we got there at night, and it was this outdoor camp of a place, and they have, like, bag lights. You know, they put, like, candles in bags all around it, and it's just a stunning thing to see when you drive up to it at night, isn't it, Emily? Oh, yes. I mean, they even have it up on their little mountain area, so it just looks grand amazing you have your path is lit up they don't have electricity so the candles is what they use so they have hundreds of candles lit up for you and it just looks like something out of a storybook oh yeah incredibly exotic to the western eye too and the kids thought this was big fun they felt like they were staying in star wars <laughs> on the star wars set or something and uh of course you know they have camels and the guys are all dressed up very arabic uh, they do this thing with their eyes over there. The guys like to like look like the Pirates of the Caribbean. With the eyeliner. Right. They do the black eyeliner. The young guys, especially like the millennial age guys, do that over in Jordan. It's like the thing to do. And I have to tell you, though, as cool as it was to be there, it ended up not being our thing because it was very hot and very dusty. And nobody was getting any sleep. And it was kind of a cranky thing for the kids. As much as they liked playing with the goats in the morning and so forth, we ended up going to a regular hotel. Well, usually, Walk of shame. <laughs> usually it's a great idea. However, oh, yeah. we were there when an unexpected, a very weird, freakish episode of a heat wave came through. Right, exactly. That they were not used to. Even in their summer times, they're not even used to it. And so, yes, we were there at the wrong time, and the heat was more than we could handle, especially in the room that we have, which acts like an oven. Oh, yeah. My gosh, it just kind of radiated heat. And, you know, the folks who ran the Bedouin camp also ran a hotel in town, and they took good care of us, so no worries. The town near Petra has wonderful food. I mean, you're going to get wonderful falafels and kebabs and... It's not expensive to eat there. They don't, like, raise the prices on you to, like, ridiculous tourist trap levels. Unless it's, you're at some of those hotels. Right. Or inside the walls of Petra, too. Oh, yes. Oh, inside my goodness. Inside the gates of Petra. Now, let's talk about Petra. There's that iconic walk from the gate through kind of like the slot canyon. And then at the end, boom, you see the iconic wonder of the world that is the treasury. Yes. Now, what struck me about that is that walk was long. It was like a mile. Oh, yeah. In the heat. Well, not all of it in the heat. Right when you finally get to the canyons, then it's all shaded if you go in the morning. Highly recommend you go early, early in the morning. It is so worth it. You'll have a lot of it to yourself. Oh, yeah. Beat the crowds. Now, you'll have people when you first walk in ask you if you want to get on a horse, you want to get on the buggy, and you know they'll try to tell you it's part of the ticket price. One thing for sure is the buggies were stinky. <laughs> if you're a germaphobe, you don't want to do that. No. But go ahead and do the walk. I mean, you know, we all need the exercise anyway. It's part of the fun. Once you actually get there and you see the treasury, it was wonderful to be one of the first people there and have nobody around. We got pictures of ourselves in front of this major world site 
with nobody else. And I love when that happens. Right. Happens so rarely in this life. And an hour later, you, there's no way that was going to happen. Right, exactly. Now, one thing that I don't think a lot of people really know about Petra is how massive that complex is. It's a city. It's not just the treasury. I mean, that's probably the most well-known piece of it, the most well-known feature of it. But there's, again, Miles. caves, uh, an entire, like, coliseum, like a, a place where they held theater performances, uh, lots of monuments and tombs that you can go climb up and be in. It's just endless. The monastery, they, matter of fact, they have animals that will walk you up there, you know, if you don't want to do the walk, because it's several miles up. But they discovered something after we had left. They found yes. the Olympic-sized pool. Yeah, that's right. This is something the archaeologists discovered just this past summer. They're still excavating this place. This place is huge. You can sit there and look around and go, I can envision it being a thriving city at one point in time. You can see all the different buildings that were into the caves. And, of course, there's shops there, which is great. Some people might think, oh, that kind of distracts because they're selling. No, shops existed back in those days. So those shops that are there today kind of help give you the idea of what it would have been like back then. Now, I want to give a shout-out to the guys who are in charge over there at Petra because our little girl kind of suddenly fell ill. When we got there, and they just took the best care. They gave her some tea and put us in the air conditioning. Those guys couldn't have been sweeter. As a matter of fact, you friended the one guy on Facebook, and he still comments on our posts and stuff. Yeah. Well, there's crickets. Time oh. stop. <laughs> Time goes so fast. But let me just say on that note, yeah, I was really touched by that because they went out of their way. They even left their building, the office. They had three guys there. And one of them went to the shop to get some herbs, to come back, make tea. Somebody else left to get juice so that she could have something for her tummy later in the evening. They really, and they wanted to make sure she was okay. And they followed up with us later as well. They were genuinely caring about whether she was okay or not. And I also want to give a shout out to Little Petra, which I think a lot of people might miss, but there's another whole site that's called Little Petra. And you kind of climb up to the top of that area there. It almost like ascends up there. And then you have this wonderful view and there's a lady who will give you tea on carpets and don't miss Little Petra. Little Petra is worth a little side trip. It's just like, you know, a few kilometers away, but sure enough, you know, anytime you have major world sites like that, people just see what they came to see and they kind of hightail it out. Yeah. Uh, don't go on like a day trip on a bus. Go there and no. be able to explore. Meet yes. the people, eat the food, rent the car from Amman. It's worth it. It's it, great. And we missed a lot too because oh, it's yeah. just too much to see. Oh, it's like that everywhere in the world. There are so many places that, you know, you learn about later that you would have loved to have seen, but there's just not enough time unless you spend like months or even years there. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Jordan, highly recommended. And fly the national airline, too. It's fun. It's neat. They have pretty planes. They're like gray and red. So uh, anyway, be sure to check us out (laughs) on YouTube at Wing It Worldwide, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook. It's all Wing It Worldwide. And uh, wingitworldwide.com is where you'll find all the pictures and all the blog posts. So um, very good. We hope to meet you guys. We hope to inspire you to go have great, wonderful travel adventures of your own because it's changed our life. One thing we haven't ever said on this show before, Emily, is you and I, after marriage and after kids, have been having the greatest travel adventures ever. It's a myth that you have to do all this backpacking in your 20s or, you know, forever hold your peace. We're or never have you- children. Or never have children. Yeah, we've seen that philosophy around before too. We world school our kids, folks. We take them with us on a lot of these trips. They were with us here on this particular trip, as uh, you've already noticed. 
And we want to encourage you to go out and have those adventures too. And by the way, it doesn't have to cost as much as you think. And, you know, uh, saving up the frequent flyer miles, uh, doing things that aren't high budget, looking for the deals, going in the off season and the shoulder season, you can see so much of the world. And you can even download our little report on travel hacks and our other report on how we've seen now 14 countries for free because of how we plan our trips. Both of those reports are there for you when you sign up for the newsletter at the website, www.wingitworldwide.com. Until we talk to you again real soon. This is Emily McKay. And this is Scott McKay. Be good. And have fun. Wing It Worldwide podcast is copyright X and Y Communications. All rights reserved worldwide. Remember, you can go to the show notes page at www.wingitworldwide.com front slash podcast. There you'll find out much more about all the destinations talked about by Scott and Emily on this show. Remember, if there's anything left out that you wanted to hear, chances are you'll find it there. It's all at www.wingitworldwide.com front slash podcast. This is Ed Roy Odom speaking for the Wing It Worldwide podcast. Until next time, be good and have fun.